So we are back with another episode and here at Solutions by Amelia, I know I was personally born to help people be seen, heard, and get access to the resources they need to survive and thrive. And with that mission along the way, I come across helpful people who have resources and services that I've come across. They've caught my eye in some way. And I said, hey, you know what? I would love to have a conversation with them. And even better, let's record the conversation so that others can also hear what's out there and they too get to be on other people's radar. We uh, have with us a guest and actually, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Amelia. Hi, everyone. My name is Arnisha Bobo. I am the founder and CEO of Bossy Books Consulting, a CFO consulting firm that helps small business CEOs transform their money habits. So we help you gain visibility on your business finances in an effort to reduce your taxes, increase your profits, and better manage your cash flow. Awesome, awesome. And one of the things that I really enjoyed that you included, that you help people prepare for their retirement. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. That's one of our tax reduction strategies because a lot of small businesses think that they have to get to the seven-figure mark in order to start preparing for retirement and offering ancillary benefits to their contractors. And they're like, no, here is a plan that can help you not only provide uh, benefits to your contractors, but help you as a business owner prepare for retirement because you got to think ahead. You know, what you are building and you're growing, this is your legacy. So who do you want to pick up your legacy? You can build this thing up to sale or you can build it up to pass on to your children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, etc. Awesome. Awesome. So did you like always just wake up wanting to help small <laughs> business owners to give themselves a salary finally and help small businesses, business owners, yeah, take care of their retirement? Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about how you got started with this. No. So actually, um, I did not. I grew into it, but I am a lifelong volunteer. So I have volunteered with various organizations. I started volunteering when I was in high school. So I started tutoring in high school. And then when I went to college, I joined a couple of other tutoring programs that also had a mentoring arm attached to it. And so as I got into my profession, because I'm an accountant by trade, that's what my degrees are in, that's what my experience. I have a 10-year corporate accounting career. And so working in different accounting roles, I would meet small businesses that were trying to either get a contract with that company I was working for, they were trying to get paid, there was always an issue. And some of these businesses had a really major cash flow. For those of you who do not know or are not at that point in their business, when you get into contracting, you're not paid in seven days, 14 days, you know, 21 days. Your pay, your payment cycle may be every 30, 45, or 60 days. It depends on who that entity is. So you have to make sure that you have the cash on hand to sustain your company until your next check comes in. So that could be payroll, that could be inventory, that could be equipment purchases. You have to have that money on hand. And so some of these business owners didn't have that. And so I started working with them to kind of help them build, well, first figure out where is your cash because I can't cut the check for you yet. It's not that time. Then what can we do in the interim to help you get through until the next check? I started learning about retirement 
benefits when I started partnering. I have a very strategic partnership with a financial management firm here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so one of my partners was just educating me on, you know, the tax benefit that businesses don't know about to help them reduce their taxable income and have money over here. Because some people, you know, they start letting their cousin down the street do their taxes because they can get them back six, $7,000. But what they fail to realize is this person has run off over thirty dollars or $40,000 of office, air quotes, office expenses or other expenses that are going to hurt you in the long term. So instead of running off all these extra expenses that are unnecessary, let's start transferring money or contributing to these plans so one, you keep the cash, you just have to get access it differently. But two, now you have a future plan in place that you can build towards. So, so it's a long answer. Sorry. No, that's okay. No, 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 that's okay. So tell me about like, okay, so when you saw that a lot of small business owners had this painful problem and you assess this, like, what did you see? You mentioned, like, I like the phrase that you said, like, you know, notice like a lot of, I'm all about visibility, right? But you mm-hmm. mentioned a type of visibility that you noticed. So tell me more about that. Yeah. So just working with, because I'm the, the friend accountant, everybody that knows I'm an accountant, this is actually how my company started. People would always ask me questions. I got a tax problem because people think all accountants do taxes. We do not. Let me just clear that up. But people will ask me these random account uh, tax questions. Hey, I got this tax notice from the IRS or I got this notice from the state. What do I do? And I'm like, well, what does it say? You know, it'll, they'll give them a balance and this is due. This is why. And I'm like, well, do you have support to challenge what they're saying you owe? You know, that authority is saying you owe us this because this is the income you reported. So outside of your tax return or return that you submitted to them, what documentation do you have? Do you have a PL? Do you have a cash flow statement? Do you have a balance sheet? Do you have any of the core financial statements? The answer was no. And I'm like, okay, so where did this number come from for you to submit your final bottom line? And I would get crickets. And so I'm like, okay, this is the process that you follow in order to understand where you are from a number bottom line standpoint. Your bottom line is everything. And for those of you who do not know what that is, your net income or loss is that's the final number for the period. So we are we just closed out September. So you make money, which is your revenue. You spend money, that's those are your expenses. Your revenue minus your expenses is your net income or loss. So it's income if the number is positive. It's loss if it's a negative. And so this happens every single month. And by the end of the year, December 31st, you have a final number of all the money you've made this year, all the money that you've spent this year. So you have one bottom line. That's the magic number. That's going to determine if you can qualify for business funding, if you can qualify for this house you want to buy, if you can qualify to get bid on this contract. Like it, it determines a lot about your business and your personal. Well, that was a lot of information (laughs) Uh, and a very detailed response. So tell me more about how you help people to show up for themselves to be more visible in their finances. Um, Yeah, so it's about learning um, who you are as an individual, the the goal and the mission behind your business, because I work directly with the CEO. So I work directly with you as a CEO to understand where you are, how you got here, and then where are you trying to go? And we build a plan from there. 
to determine what your next step is. So for instance, we are getting, we're uh, going into holiday season. And so I am working with a lot of my clients to ramp them up for Black Friday and holiday shopping season. Well, that has to be planned. You know, do you have, do we have enough capital to prepare for the increases of uh, labor? Do we need to prepare to buy inventory in bulk? Like, what do we need to do in order for you to be successful? And so I learned about your company. I worked with uh, businesses who are generational. So the ownership moved from the dad who's retiring out to the son and the son or the daughter wants to do things differently than the dad. So it's about learning who you are, where you are right now, and then where you're trying to go in, in the future. And we create a plan around that. Hmm. I like how you had mentioned when you filled out the form that you help people to get visibility in terms of implementing financial infrastructure that gives them Mm -hmm. visibility to help them make well-informed choices. What do you notice are like the basic building blocks that a lot of small business owners don't have? Like, I feel like when people are just getting started on their own and I raise my hand for that, I'm catch me on the right day. I'm still in this number, but um, (laughs) being fully transparent. What are some of the things that you wish people would have like in place when you talk about the initial infrastructure and not wait until they reached a certain dollar amount to then bring in somebody? The very first part of the infrastructure is an accounting system. You need a system in place to track all the money that you are spending and receiving. Whether you are contributing money as a business owner, as owner investment, or you are spending money to buy business licenses, to buy equipment, to hire your first admin, to purchase your first bulk of inventory, you need an accounting system. And so where people fail is they try to do it at the end of the year. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a lot of transactional data. Because think about how many times you swipe a business card a day. You know, you got to, you hop in the car, you go, you know, you may use an Uber. You got a lunch meeting coming up. You got to pay. If you live in Atlanta, you pay for parking every day. <laughs> so you, we want to make sure that we are capturing all of those costs because every time you spend or receive money, it affects your bottom line, which affects your possible tax liability or your approval or denial for business funding. And so having that visibility, having a dashboard to know, okay, Every week, this is where we are starting yet. We know how many invoices we have outstanding. We know how much we owe our suppliers. We know how much cash we have on hand. And we know how much inventory we have on hand, depending on if you are a product or service-based business. So that visibility is definitely, it starts with an accounting system. Now, the other side of that are the accounting processes, because we have to, we need to understand and put procedures in place. Who pays the bills? Who is the approver? How much cash do we have on hand? If you are a cash-based business, who's making the cash deposits? Because there has to be a segregation of duties. How often do we buy inventory? When do we get to the point or how can we calculate that level to where we, it's time for us to buy inventory? What is our contractor pay cycle? Are we paying on a 15? Do we pay them every Friday? So there are a lot of decisions. There's a lot of decision making that has to happen. But you need to work with an accountant to make sure that we are tracking your money because that's going to help us better determine how to create like a budget and sales forecast for your future. Hmm. I love that. And so many businesses, when they are first starting out, I feel like they are having a heavy focus on their marketing and their branding Mm -hmm. and the colors and the actual money-making structure part of it is the less sexy part. It's not the branding, (laughs) not the fancy colors and fonts. However, it's just something that I would love for more folks to think about upfront. Talking about, yeah, yeah, go Mm -hmm. ahead. 
Go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, even when I started my firm, um, because I came from like the business industry, I knew how to separate all my CEO hats, right? I knew I had to understand my business plan for sure. And then going into production and the systems that I needed out to the execution, the implementation, the client onboarding. So as a CEO, especially when you're first starting out, you are wearing multiple hats, but you need to know when to turn, take them on and off. And then build help in. Do not go into business thinking that you have to do it alone because you don't. You need that extra support. I need my admin. I need my contractors. I was in business like six months before. I was like, I need somebody else to do. I don't have time to answer these emails. I don't have time to do this. Like, I don't have time to do client onboarding. Like, I need to be focused on getting the documents that I need or viewing them so I can best advise my client. And so you have to know when you need that additional support. And I also would say, like, you know, when people are bringing on, like, help, I encourage people to think about what is it that they're already doing that, Actually, my business coach, let me not fake like I made this up on my own. My business coach asked me, mm-hmm. this, you know, to think of like, what is it that you're already doing that you need help with versus what are future things that you would like to do? Because yeah. then you don't really add any more time to your life because, mm-hmm. you know, you have like a VA who's doing all these extra projects, but your plate is still full. So mm-hmm. definitely it's good to take a look at the stuff that you're already doing, not the nice to haves, but the already doing stuff processes that could possibly be handed off to someone else. Um, Yes. So thank you for mentioning that. Related to like other parts of business and getting help, let's talk about visibility again. Let's talk, tell me more about like how people find you, you know, what's been working as far as like, you know, actionable tips when it comes to your marketing and sales. All right. So actually about 75 to 80% of my business are referrals. Thankfully enough, I have great strategic partners and people just refer me to other business owners who they think are in need of my services. I've had people find me on social media. My social media is not popping like how I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but people definitely find me there. I am also involved heavily in the community here in Atlanta. So I am a financial coach for the Urban League. I'm on a task force with the city of Atlanta to bring financial literacy programming and products to low-income families. I am a volunteer with a couple of organizations. And so I love to volunteer and it just so happens that I meet people through that or I'm referred. I've always struggled with marketing with my company. That's just marketing is not my thing. I love me some Canva. I can go in there and make the most basic thing. And then my graphic designer is like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I just brought on, like she hates Canva. <laughs> I just brought on a, a graphic designer that I have a long-term relationship with now. But uh, for me, you know, when you're first into business, my firm is three years old now. So when I first came on the scene, everybody's social media was really pretty. All the graphics and the branding was really good. And then you talk to these people and they really are not really good at executing their smart, like executing their their area of expertise. And with me, I'm very big on I'm very big on morality and so and integrity. That's one of the first things that you learn in my field, and that's just who I am. So I would rather have okay imaging, but we can execute and do whatever we need to do to get you on your way from an execution standpoint. But for me, I am now focusing on the marketing, like getting into the digital space. I wrote a book earlier this year, so making sure that the funnels are in place 
to sell my book. Um, I have a course coming out before the end of the year, a DIY course. So making sure that I have marketing automation in place so that those things can make me money without me being there and people can find me and learn more about how I can help them. So I am getting more into the marketing funnel, well, the digital space, but I'm learning. It's a learning curve because again, I am I'm the accountant. I'm behind a computer running the numbers, doing the work at these events, speaking and teaching or at these workshops teaching. So I can do that very well. But as far as like so talking about going into my marketing system, which is card trust that in a landing page, that is no, that's mm-hmm. not my ministry. That's not going to make me money today. I, I need somebody else to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to outsource. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's good to have a certain level of knowledge before you outsource. Cause I know personally, I, would give money to somebody who sounded like they knew more than me with digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And I went to school for nursing. So guess what? There's lots of people <laughs> out there that sounded like they knew more than me and come to find out, come to find out they only watched a, two or three more YouTube videos than I did. I would have caught up with them shortly. So like, just curious, like how have you picked out your vendors that you have outsourced to when it comes to help with marketing? With me, it's about, if you can't, if I get on a, if I pay for your strategy call, which I do, I pay for time. If I get on your strategy call and you hear my need and you can't help me put together a verbal plan, we're not going to make it. So you can talk all this stuff and this is what I need, but I need a, a strategy. I'm a very high level strategic thinker. And so even with a graphic designer, the one that I, I am working with now, I, we're Facebook friends. We have a couple of mutual friends, but I've seen her work over maybe three or four months and it's always consistently good. And I schedule a meeting with her. I was like, hey, this is a brand that I would like for my company. First of all, I was like, hey, can I book a, an appointment on your schedule? Do you have a scheduling link? She was like, well, what do you need? I, you know, I let her, hey, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. Within four hours, she responded back to me with exactly what I was looking for. And so that was for the branding. Now for the marketing, one of my good friends, she's a marketing strategist. And so she's always giving me tips that I just don't listen to. (laughs) She tells me the same thing all the time. And so I was like, hey, I need to, I want to work with you professionally. Like I need help with this. And she was like, Similar to what I would do, what is it? Where are you trying to go? What's your future plan? What's the end goal? Let's start with the end in mind and then let me understand what you are doing right now because what you are doing right now may not be working or we need to tweak it. And so, just building that personable relationship so you can understand where I'm trying to go. But if, like I said, if you can't help me, I will sense it. I mean, I've worked with vendors before and had to kind of film, film through them to really see if they could deliver so i have the prior experience but it's a gut feeling like if you if i'm talking to you and you don't understand what i'm saying you can't help me and for the listeners i really want you guys to maybe go back and rewind and hear that again the process is when you're working with an expert they will ask you so many questions i remember when i got my first website done the lady had a questionnaire and it was like okay is she building my website or offering me life coaching because it was like it, you know the questions they went deep you know they went deep you know about you know future hopes and dreams and all that such and it's just something to pay attention to like if you hire somebody and they don't have a lot of questions for you and if they say oh yeah yeah definitely i don't need to know much about you i'm good i can give you like a website that's not how it typically works. Usually mm-hmm. there is a discovery session and yeah, what pretty much what you just described. So thank you Yes, for that. 
Speaking of, um, you mentioned it like a little earlier, one of the things that I preach all the time about getting visible quickly and helping people to get to know about what you do is leverage the platforms and audiences and trust of other people. Nike has partnership with Apple. Starbucks has Tavana. They're not necessarily trying to go into the tea company, but they partnered with somebody who's already there. Tell me about some of the partnerships that you have that have been supportive to your business. So some of the professional organizations that I am a member of, they host like lunch and learns all the time, which are very topic specific. And so I'm invited to speak on those. It depends on where the event could be or what the option is. But I think my biggest strategic partners are like wealth advisors, financial advisors, and CPAs and taxes. Uh, account tax a lot CPAs and tax professionals now what what most people don't know is that when you say hey I need an accountant I'm looking for a CPA are you looking for what type of CPA because not all CPAs handle general accounting like if they're not setting up your financial systems they're not setting up your financial processes and they're not mapping out a financial future they're only doing your taxes so what type of accountant do you need So just understanding where you are. So my biggest partners are my CPAs and tax professionals because my firm, we prepare the financials for the tax filing. So we prepare the the documents that the tax preparers need in order to file the taxes because we don't file them in-house. I don't like taxes. Never have, never will. Not my favorite part of accounting. I stick to what I love, which is setting up the financial systems and creating the financial document. And so a lot of my colleagues, they're popular online, some of them, but we're in the same industry. We do two totally different things. Some of our work is parallel, but I have some CPAs that do similar work that I do, but they don't get too much into it. And so there's definitely partnerships in your industry. It's not all called competition. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And for listeners, I love how she said, you know, when it comes to starting up, strategic partnerships, it makes sense to, well, there's a different type of partnerships you can have, but partner with people who are already having the conversation that you want to have. Like she didn't say she partners with health coaches, right? Could health coaches need help getting their financial structures in order? Absolutely. Health coaches could use that. However, she's choosing to partner with people who are already having a conversation that's in the same ballpark as her ideal customers. So that's definitely a great thing for you to think about as you're thinking about your strategic partners. Who's already talking about the thing that you talk about and also that your service could be an extension of what they, what these other people offer. It's like, they don't want to, you know, they really don't want to get into it as much as you do. They don't really like talking about whatever it is as much as you do. They, you know, kind of talk around it or talk, but if they know that you love this sort of thing and you love getting into it with these people about this particular thing, they'd be happy. They'd be thrilled to be able to say, you know what client, that's actually not something that I work with, but I know this amazing person who can actually go there with you and get the result that you need. Yeah. And I think that also, and remember when you are creating partnerships, you are creating relationships. Relationships are everything. And I think when you go into something with the intent to give, you will receive so much in return. Like there are so many people that I see especially like in the networking space that just go out to get business or go out to meet people to grow. Cause we all, we're business to make money. So you're, the money is going to come, but definitely go into it with a giving intent with a helping intent to help somebody. 
instead of just, you know, don't be too selfish, you know, you got to look out for you, which again, you receive it on the back end, but definitely consider the partnership that you are seeking to build. Absolutely. To wrap up, if you don't mind sharing where, well, one, if you don't mind sharing some of the associations that you've been involved with, give them a nice shout out, feel free, as well as, you know, where people can reach you. Yeah, so you can definitely follow me online, all social sites at Bossy Books, B-A-U-S-Y-B-O-O-K-S. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. A couple of the professional organizations I'm with is the Urban League of Atlanta. I am on the TEC team, the Entrepreneurship Center. It's a center dedicated to all entrepreneurs, whether you are new and starting out or you are in that growth phase of your company and you're ready to take it to the next level. So that's the Urban League, the TEC program, the Atlanta Black Chambers of Commerce, which is a Black chamber dedicated to being advocates in a resource hub for small business owners in the Atlanta area and beyond. There is also, I just recently joined the RCI Center, the Russell Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation here in Atlanta. If you don't know who Herman J. Russell is, he's a construction just powerhouse here in Atlanta who built a very large reputation and portfolio here in Atlanta. So I'm a couple, I'm connected to a couple of big wigs here awesome. in Atlanta. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for mentioning those associations and we'll definitely tag them when we, we go live. So you guys, so much, Arnisha drops so much information here. <laughs> I should have warned you to like pick up a pen and paper. I've been following her online. So I reached out and said, hey, I definitely would like for you to talk about something that is not in my lane and something I can speak on. <laughs> and um, I need to go back to this and take notes myself. Oh, one more thing I was going to say, ask you, as far as like tools and or systems or tools that, to have in place, do you, ha- and feel free, you know, if you have like affiliate links, please send them my way. Or do you feel comfortable? You may not feel comfortable saying it, but any like tools, like, you know, I know there's QuickBooks out there. There's different types of stuff out there. Like what have you seen to be really helpful for people who are just standing out? And this might change over time. We're recording October in 2019. Tomorrow, the business might be closed. The tool might go, I don't know. But in any case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I give you a full list and actually how to set some of these systems up in my book, Chasing Papers. So if you go to my website, www.bossybook.com slash Chasing Papers, you can download my book. It's an ebook. You can also order the printed copy, but I give you a plethora of systems to use, processes, and most importantly, the 75 top tax deductions for your company. But as far as systems you can implement right now, If you are a brand new business, you are a startup, Wave is your friend. Wave apps, waveapps.com. It's a free accounting software. There's no fee unless you start running payroll. But this is an accounting system. It's been around for quite some time, but this helps you get started. Like this, you can connect your bank account to it, and it starts to track all of the the spend or receipt activity for your company. QuickBooks is my favorite because it just integrates seamlessly with everything, like any other system that you use for your company, whether it's your Shopify account for your online store, it has inventory management, it could connect with your scheduling links if you're in the service-based business, if you're in the medical field, it could connect to your billing system, if you're in real estate, it connects to your project management system, so it just integrates seamlessly, but there is a fee associated with it. So those are my two top accounting systems. When you get into like document storage, document fetching, you get into taxes, 
My favorite tax tool is TaxJar. We use this with all of our clients, especially in the e-commerce space, because a lot of businesses don't know that you are responsible for a multi-state tax if you are doing business in multiple states. And if you have significant influence outside of your home state, you're responsible for paying that state money. And so definitely TaxJar should impact integrate with your accounting software as well. So it depends on what industry you're in. If you are in the service-based business, you need a really good scheduling tool. You have Acuity, you can use Calendly. So I think I touched on the major parts. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And definitely we'll link to those resources because you mentioned so many resources, but it sounds like the best place for everyone to start. If she shared anything that was like a little remotely helpful, it sounds like the best place to go is back to her website and we'll have that link to the ebook and the other resources. So thank you so much. No problem. I appreciate it. And I enjoyed speaking to you. Awesome. Awesome. Same. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.